This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, America's happiness coach, author of Happiness Solved. I'm a retired U.S. national and international figure skating coach, a gold medalist in ice dancing. I've been a certified life coach since 2004, and I've been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. Today's episode is a bonus interview that I recorded live from Las Vegas while I was attending the Ultimate Wealth Camp by Power Team International and the Mentor Studio. The Ultimate Wealth Camp takes place several times a year and is a life-changing, information-packed conference that I highly recommend to anyone that is looking to create massive impact for yourself and those around you. To learn more about this event and the Mentor Studio, please see the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today, and I am so grateful for you. Alicia, it is such an honor to have you as a guest on my podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So for the listeners, once again, this is one of my live interviews that I'm doing outside of the Ultimate Wealth Camp, live from Las Vegas. So exciting. First time for me to be interviewing people live outside of a a conference. Getting back to normal. Getting back to normal. It's incredible. It's really incredible. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So tell the listeners about what you do, because it's incredible. You, you shared a little bit of little snippets, yeah. but uh, go ahead and tell I, people about I like yourself. to call the unglamorous, glamorous life of somebody in show business. A lot of people um, want to get into show business, and they don't have a capacity. They don't know the right people. Um, and I actually grew up in a little town called Coral Springs, Florida, just south of Boca Raton. And um, I had two very conservative parents. My dad practiced law. He went to West Point. My mom was a paralegal, so growing up, it was always, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. At uh, six, I, I got bit by the Disney bug. I wanted to make movies. I never wanted to be in front of the camera, but always behind the scenes. So whenever anybody would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, it was always, I want to be a filmmaker. And uh, at 17, I, I guess my parents were hoping I was going to grow out of it. Because when you're little, your dreams are cute. But when you're 17, looking at film school, uh, your parents think you're crazy or you're on drugs that you want to spend that much money without a guarantee. Um, so I ended up going to college. I graduated with a double major in TV and film and communications. I busted my butt to graduate. Um, and I realized when I got out, nobody cared where I went to school. I felt as though my resume was holding me back because it was waitressing because I paid for college. Um, and it was also, um, just, you know, basic classes in, in college. And my resume was not strong enough. It was just black and white. And I'm so colorful. And I'm like, I swear, if you met me, you would want to hire me. But my resume was never getting in front of the right people. And I was I was so angry that I, I tried to follow my dreams. And I thought maybe my parents were right. But honestly, I wasn't giving myself a real shot because had somebody met me, I knew I would have the passion and the drive for somebody to see it. Um, so uh, I, I ended up moving to New York City after a while. I did real estate. I did waitressing again. 
Um, but I met my amazing business partner who I know you met, Michael Fomkin, who's yes. like the brainiac. Um, we always joke around. He's like left brain, I'm right brain. He's like the super analytical one. He's the one, you know, thinking grow rich. He's the, the marketing genius where I'm the one that wants to do tequila shots and hug everybody and <laughs> memorize everybody's dog's names. And um, so between the two of us, we created VIP Ignite. It's almost, I think we started in 2006. So we're going on like 17 years, which is kind of really surreal. Um, but he said to me one day, he said, you know, you are such a firecracker. How come you're not doing more with your life? Because people take jobs because they feel as though they have to make an income because they have bills and reality sets in. Um, and a lot of people are scared to death to live out their dreams. And so when we decided to start VIP Ignite, we wanted to be the voice for people looking to get into show business. We wanted to give them that upper advantage that I didn't have, that it doesn't matter about your schooling or how beautiful you are. If somebody met you, that's all you needed. You just needed to be in front of the right people. Um, so we started with this little tiny office and we started doing these uh, networking events. Um, we actually put an ad out on Craigslist. We knew nobody in show business. And um, it happened to be the same weekend as the writer's strike. Talk about like lightning, you know, like it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, but when like 24 hours after we ran just a basic ad, we had like hundreds of people sending in like resumes asking. I, we were paying such a not like a very small fee, like maybe $100, but we did offer free lunch. Um, and from there, we just started meeting real people. We had a very organic networking event where we didn't want just the hype about, you know, how much money and fame. We wanted to hear like the nitty gritty from somebody who was actually an actor, somebody who was a model. How did they really do it? What steps did they take? Aha moments. Um, so we, um, after, you know, two decades, I mean, we, we've done these, you know, tremendous events and every single person we met, I guess it was 17 years ago, um, those people started recommending people to us. If you if you start kind of penetrating from the inside, you know like their inner circle is going to be somebody of caliber. Um, and now we have top people like the head writer for Saturday Night Live, the writer from Transformers and X-Men. We have Academy Award winners, Grammy winners, heads of ANR, the vice president of Viacom, the head of Warner Brothers casting, Tony winners, Emmy winners. Um, I even got offered a radio show with CBS Digital, which was really cool. I had Howard Stern's old studio. And I started just networking and meeting real people. And I would always ask them like that turning point, like what was, what, what's the one thing you wish somebody knew about your career? It's kind of like you with a podcast. Oh, it right. must be so easy. And you're like, are you kidding me? There's nothing easy about this. You know, I think you, you get rewarded in public for kicking butt in private and nobody sees the tedious work that goes involved. Everybody just sees red carpet events, like in, in my business. And it's funny. I was, um, I got a chance to meet Al Pacino recently. And so that's like my profile picture. And I'll never forget. I had people comment. Saying, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, lucky? F you. Are you kidding me? Lucky? I've invested almost a million dollars just in Broadway. Michael and I started investing in Broadway because we were tired of just introducing our talent to people in the industry. We're like, well, screw that. We want to be in the business too. What do we have to do? Right. So we cut a check for speed and we started like executive producing. Got it. And it just so happened our first show won a Tony. It starred Sigourney Weaver. And then we started working with Vanessa Hudgens and all these amazing people. So by having proximity, we got the power and our networking event just kind of like just 
went crazy. And we started, we branched off to LA. We do Zoom calls. Um, during the pandemic, we really shifted a lot um, because of the fact we were primarily a live event company. Right. Like most people, it's like, oh crap, like the rug was pulled out from underneath you. What do you do? And um, we realized this was, you know, the obstacles, the way a lot of actors and models were out of work. Right. Um, we started hiring most of Broadway. I'm like, hey, Fiddler on the Roof, you're out of work right now. You're mine. I'll pay you to work from home, you know? And it was kind of great that we were able to hire the Phantom of the Opera and Tony winners and Grant, like they were all at home. And um, we just asked for a recommendation. So like over the last two decades, like this little company that could, by meeting the right people (coughs) and following up, I think that's like the hardest part about our industry. Anybody can take a selfie, but like, do you have the follow-up skills, the follow-through skills? And that's something that we really... um, I, I think that we do a really good job with, um, and we love we love helping talent that want to succeed. You know, yeah. I think the sense of entitlement in this business. You know, a lot of people unfortunately get taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, they pay for headshots or classes, websites. That's all sweet, but they're marketing materials. Unless you have somebody to market it to, you're preaching to the choir. Yes. So whether or not you went to Yale School of Drama, Juilliard, Carnegie Mellon, you may have what it takes to get into show business. And like real casting directors, like you know this business, it's very competitive. Just because you want to do it doesn't mean you're entitled to do it. That's right. And uh, especially now, like the world is a very unsafe place as well. Um, Casting directors are very timid about hiring people without recommendations or any kind of vetting process. So a lot of people, unfortunately, think that just because they join a website that they're going to get discovered. Um, So we really kind of develop talent, show them the right way, and also give them access to top people in the industry um, to give them, you know, legitimate um, advice from people actually in the industry. Because I was saying, don't impersonate B. If you want to be successful, you can't ask your parents how to do this. You can't ask your friends. Like, there is no, like, self-help for this business. You either do it the right way or you do it the wrong way. And 99.9% of all people trying to get into show business, they're doing what all their friends have done that have not even done results. Like, zero results. Right. Um, and, you know, it's it's a hard business. I mean, if you're going to move to New York City and spend, I think, average rent right now is 5400 a month, which oh is insane. Um, it doesn't mean you're entitled to walk runways, you know. it's So a lot of people are, you know, um, getting advice from people that probably shouldn't open up their mouths. And so we try to give them a safe place. Most people don't follow their dreams because of insecurity. They're afraid to invest in themselves. You know, pressures from friends and family. They don't have the time. They don't have the connections. So the cool thing with this business now is back in the day, people would have to move to New York City or L.A. to even get a chance to be seen live. exactly. Now that it's on Zoom, you got everybody and their brother thinking, oh, this is great. I can live in Mississippi and audition. Well, yeah, you can. But without a real agent or manager, you're not even getting the real auditions. And now, as much as I love to say it's open to all, there's, you know, there's an up and down to that side. Now your competition is the entire world for that one part. Right. You know, you used to only compete with like the people in LA, you know, and go stand in the lines. And now like the whole entire world is your competition. 
So I, I think there are a lot of impersonators. I think between TikTok and Instagram, everybody wants this immediate success. I decide I want to be an actor today and I'm already planning on what I'm wearing to the Oscars, but they're not willing to put in the work. Right. So like we're very, I'd like to say West Point-esque. We, we go through a thorough interview process. We're putting our talent face-to-face -face with people that we busted our butts to meet, you know, head writers for Saturday Night Live. And we're giving our talent just not only like the development side, like legitimate training, but also the basic common like speaking points when you're talking to somebody of this type of magnitude, they don't have to sign you. They don't have to help you. And I think a lot of people trying to get into show business, it's a lot of arrogance and it's a lot of, you know, it's everybody's fault, but theirs. And um, you have to put in the work. It's really the honor system. Now everybody wants an agent, but the question is, do you actually qualify for anything, you know, so we, we kind of, we do like a deep dive into what they want to do and we figure out, okay, can we really do it together? And, um, you know, we get a lot of people that come on our free calls, the call's free, but if, if you really want to do this, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take money, you know, to really, you know, a lot of people right now, they couldn't even afford to get to New York city if there was a big, you know, audition. Right. Um, so we have to make sure, you know, people are reliable to be able to work on this level and that they really want to do it for the right reasons. Mm. So there's a lot to lose, you know, it takes yeah. one, one bad apple to ruin what we built. So like we're very, we try, I mean, we, we have made mistakes in the past about, you know, having somebody come on that probably shouldn't have, and they kind of did, you know, they were a better actor than I thought they were on their audition. Um, but networking is everything, you know, and it takes one person to ruin it. So uh, that's what we do. I mean, we're face to face with some of the biggest names in show business. So whether you are classically trained or you are brand new, everybody has equal opportunity. And um, we have some of the biggest names that work on our photo shoots, people from Vogue. We hire celebrity photographers because we're going to give our talent the upper edge so that when they are out there, they stand apart from the rest. So it's kind of, I mean, we do a lot. So that's really, yeah. really incredible. Yeah. I mean, and, and your passion, I mean, you're just lighting up. <laughs> I think it's also a lot of coffee today. A lot of coffee yeah. today. Too. We've been yeah. traveling nonstop, you know, and, and now that the world is opened up and it's kind of pivoting back to face to face, casting directors don't want to go back to like the live in-person castings. So now like even face to face coming to events like this, it's so important to be able to tell your story and to go big or go home. And, you yeah. know, even today, oh, well, what could a business conference have to do with show business? Well, show business you do is, is a business. Is, is, exactly. It's show business. Right. So everything that we do, you know, our, our talent succeed from it. You know, yeah. they don't see the work that no, goes I think involved. it's incredible. Thank I think you. it's really incredible yeah. what you do because, you know, show business is never going to go away. Yeah. No, it's recession proof. It's totally recession proof. Yeah. It's totally. Yeah. And it's the craziest thing now, especially because a lot of people don't go to movie theaters anymore. I don't even remember the last movie I saw. Me either. But we, I mean, between the streaming and, you know, there's so many TV shows. I remember back when I was growing up, you know, we didn't even have like remotes. I had to physically go to the TV, like the knob yeah. and turn the channel. And there was like 10 choices, you know, yep. and everybody watched the same shows. Now it's like, you know, shows are on for like, multiple well, seasons and I don't even know. And it's also, a, I find it's like a top of, topic of conversation yeah. with people. Like, you know, like when when groups of people get together, oh, what show have you yeah, seen? Yeah, like right now, I don't even want to go on Facebook. Everybody's talking about White Lotus and I didn't even see the, the finale. I haven't, I haven't okay, seen it so yet. we can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even had a chance to it's start so watching good. it. Yeah. And it's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's also like, yeah. it's, it's part, I don't even want to say it's like, I think now that the world is so engrossed with like being home and kind of doing their own thing, TV is kind of like a 
kind of, I hate to say it, like a church, you know what I mean? Like people have their takes of, you know, what's happening. And it's like that one common thing that I think brings people together, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I briefly looked at your bio. Uh oh. Okay. What on earth do you have a, a world record for in the Guinness Book of Records? <laughs> you just can't make this stuff up. I always joke around, like, if anybody ever, like, sometimes my business partner and I, we get to do some extraordinary things. And I don't know if he told you, but, like, we got to spend a day once with Neil Armstrong and John Glenn and Buzz Aldrin. And, like, we get to do no, some crazy things. No, he didn't tell things. me that, but yeah. that's pretty freaking it's pretty, cool. Yeah, I yeah. had a picture and everyone's like, is that your grandpa? I'm like, no, it's Neil Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon. I'll tell you a funny story. So, like, we joined, like, Tony Robbins Platinum. We're part of ClickFunnels. They're Inner Circle. They're Two Comic Club. So sometimes we get to do extraordinary things based on, you know, who we're working with and one time because i had the radio show with cbs michael who's a complete like sci-fi i don't want to say geek but he's a geek um he applied for media passes he's like let's see what this bad boy can do and one day we got invited to go to nasa like to they were honoring john glenn and i met john glenn's wife in the bathroom i didn't even know who she was she was just sitting there with all the soap on her hand and like the electronic sink wasn't like the sensor wasn't working and so it was poor older she had like soap on her hands and everybody's like walking past her in the bathroom like i got this you know i'll help you and so we became like friendly and so when we went into the press conference everybody is there for like nbc and cbs she's like waving to me and michael's like what you were in the bathroom for 10 minutes how do you already have a friend and by that we ended up getting to sit with her all day and she let us she invited us out to lunch and we got to hang out with neil and charlie bolden who ran nasa it's like we always do these like crazy things and and the guinness book world record thing um we got invited to go hang out with gary vanderchuk for the day and russell brunson for this like big um like an educational type workshop up in boise and uh, it was an in it was an indoor bubble soccer. I've never played like sports. I was a dancer growing up. So next thing I know, they told us to bring like workout pants, and I'm like, okay, like sure, but I didn't know what it was for. Next thing I know, you, we go onto like the Boise State football field, and they have these big clear like balls, and they're putting each of us. They're asking us like, are you claustrophobic? And like my business partner is like, she can do it. I'm like, they want to put me inside of a ball like a hamster. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. And Michael was laughing at me because when you get pushed, the ball starts rolling down the field. Like you're, it's almost like, like a, like, I don't even want to say like a fat suit, but it's like a, literally a huge yeah, fear. Yeah. And so we were, we had the, I guess the largest amount of people playing bubble soccer. So it's kind of crazy. And that so we is... are, at last time I checked, we're still record holders. That's hysterical. It's good dinner conversation. You yeah. Know, it's just like. I had yeah. no idea what that was going to be. But I didn't boy, either. First, didn't expect that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm that cool that I can win a Guinness Book World Record first time playing the sport, you know. <laughs> hey. But you never know what's good, you know. Yeah. And there's been so many times, like, based on fear, like, oh, I don't want to do that. And he's like, what are you thinking? You just go for it. You know what I mean? You just say yes. Jump off a bridge, build a plane on the way down. And. What's the worst that happens? I get in the suit and I realize I'm claustrophobic or I win an award. Okay, cool. Let's let's rock. That's you know? crazy. I love so, that though. Yeah. All right. So you ha you run a very successful company right Thank now. You. And that just kudos to you because Thank it's you. not an easy thing to do. And no. you do it for this many years. Yeah. What do you attribute <clears throat> your success to? Um, that's a great question. I certainly couldn't do this without my amazing business partner. He is the brains of the operation. I'm just the mouth. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like when we go to a party, 
you know, and I, I think he told you the story about how I met the vice president of Viacom and I followed him to the bathroom. And so it's kind of like somebody has to, and I hate to sound like this, but I have no fear when it comes to public speaking anymore. I've been thrown so many times into the fire. I'm just like, let's, let's go. I already know, you know, this is, this is how it's going to work. And I feel as though like one of my strengths is being able to go anywhere and being able to dominate the room. I don't care if I don't know anybody. I'm going to be friends with everybody. By the time I leave, I'm like running for mayor. And But Michael's great because he's an online marketing genius. And, you know, like I could sit by myself and, you know, have conversations. But like unless I have real people that want to get into the industry, that's all marketing. So he certainly can't do this business without me. And I can't do this without him. So between the two of us, because we've known people that have tried to start these entertainment-based companies and they were missing, it's like an Oreo, you know, they were missing one of the components. You don't just want a cookie and you certainly just can't serve the cream, you know, like you need to have both. Right. And I, I think, you know, we're seven days a week and we love what we do. And our saying is, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So like I'm used to, you know, waking up and having conferences, even on Christmas. Okay, guys, it's Christmas. I know I want you to go enjoy your family. Let's just take a moment about how blessed we are that we're doing this. And let's talk about what we're already like kind of future pacing. Because I think I think when people get comfortable, they get lackadaisical. And I think that's like, you know, even if money's rolling in, you have to be better than you are today. Yes. So you got to plant those seeds today for a greater tomorrow. So we just keep networking, you know, if Bill Walsh says, hey, I'm going to Miami for, you know, a Bitcoin conference. Well, I don't know anything about Bitcoin or crypto, but if he told me to go, I would go. And last time I went, I got to spend, you know, the day with Jada Kiss, you know, who's a big musician. And so you never know what's going to happen. And our saying is just say yes, just say yes, you know. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Now, it's not always butterflies and rainbows and kittens. When you have those days, because we all have them, what do you do to, to snap back so that you don't lose that productivity yeah. that you need so desperately for that day? I actually had that day today. Okay. So I'm a new mom. I have a okay. two-year-old. Okay. And um, I was New York and L.A. for six years. And I when I found out I was pregnant, it was in the middle of the pandemic. And so, like, lately, because I've been traveling so much, because now I'm in Orlando, um, yeah. I could do a lot on Zoom, but I also, I do a lot more when I'm face-to-face. And because I'm not going into an office anymore, I'm like, okay, if I'm not going to an office and I literally have my kid, like in the living room all day with my husband, um, if I need to go travel to Vancouver for two days, I can do it because it's in lieu of me going to an office seven days a week till midnight. And so this morning, I, we've been in Vegas for a week now, and I'll be here for another week. So I, I had the family here and they flew back this morning and I was crying. I was like, oh, I feel like a horrible mom. At the same time, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I get to support. My husband doesn't work. He's a full-time stay-at-home dad. We travel around the world. My kid was in New York City last week. He's in Vegas this week. My, my son's like pimping. You know what I mean? Like he's got this like great social calendar. He's already been on movie sets. He's two. You know what I mean? And so like today I I had a, you know, I was hysterical in tears and I I felt like, man, you know, as, as a woman, am I supposed to pick my job or, you know, am I not being the best mom I can be? So I really try to make every moment count. So today when I found out I was speaking on stage, nobody told me and they're like, you go on in five minutes. And I just spoke to my mom and, you know, I was telling her that I was upset. I went into the bathroom and it's something that I do. I mean, I go to the bathroom all the time, but I went in there and I, I kind of went into my superhero stance, 
with my, I actually put my arms back and my head up. And because of that, it, it's just something that I do. I don't talk for two minutes and I just, I set my timer and I just kind of pretend like I'm flying over everybody. Everything is fine. You know, I'm, it's like almost like an out of body thing because mm -hmm. I find all the time because I'm always, you know, on social media and everybody's, you know, kind of following to see like what we're working on. Like I have like my, my Alicia K back persona. And then like my friends and family call me Allie. So it's like, that's, that's my stage name. And then this is who I really am. So I got those alter egos, you know, and I sometimes have to get back in touch with myself and just say, Hey, like I understand today, you know, was a, a rough day, but you're here for a purpose and you got seven days to give it all you got. And I feel like a fisherman sometimes. Like I feel like I'm going out to sea and I tell my family, I'm doing this for you. And even if it's a couple of days, we're reaping what we sow. So I feel as though we're doing enough for the future. So even though I'm out here, I'm also so lucky and so blessed that I'm surrounded by all these people giving me tremendous opportunities, allowing me to speak from stage. I, I had a phone call from Les Brown today. Well, you know, I was like getting coffee, you know, and my business partner's like, how do you get Les Brown calling your cell phone? And But I think that when people meet me, you know, they always say that your energy says a million things about you before a word can. Yes. And so when you walk into a room, and I've noticed this even on castings, there are some people that are drop dead gorgeous but as soon as they open up their mouths i'm like shush like stop talking you're ruining it for me <laughs> and then other people that like aren't so attractive or like have no training they come in and there's just something about them you're like oh my god we're besties you know like i can't stop you know wanting to talk to you yeah and i think it's important that wherever you go you have to be in the right frame of mind because opportunity is all around you yes for sure and you got to just seize the day yeah. you know and i'm here and i got seven days i'm gonna make it count and uh, I don't want to sit in the corner in a fetal position wearing all black and crying my eyes out. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to do this for my family. So put your big girl pants on and do it. And you know, you know? what? Every mom has guilt. Yeah. And you know what? My son is 22. Okay. And it goes by like that. It okay? does. Like my little boy, he's the sweetest thing oh, in the whole world. This is little Keaton. Oh, he's so cute. And see, there's my guy. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Yeah. And but, so, but here's the thing. I, I was asked to write an article about mom guilt. So it's start, a real thing. So I started researching yeah. it and I'm like, oh my God, this is a real thing. And all these years, because like I said, my son's 22 years old, all these years, I, I thought it was just me. Yeah. I, but it's a real thing. And so yeah. it's okay. I didn't it's have okay. him until I was 44. Whenever anybody, oh, well, my son, I'm like, that's just an excuse you tell yourself. And like, literally when he got on the plane and I knew he was there, I was like, like hyperventilating. I'm Aww. like, oh my God, what, you know, like, yeah, cause it's, it's a tough. lot, it's you know, tough. especially now, like we, uh, this pandemic has really brought like the family together. So like being like 24 seven, yeah, exactly. you know, like that's yeah. a lot, you it know, is. it is a um, lot. So I, I love them so much, but I'm also like a little bit relieved now. I'm like, okay, mama's got to get back to work. And yeah, this is it. We're here for a purpose, you know? Yeah. So exactly. Just ride the wave as long as you ride can. the wave. Ride. I know. I, I, yeah. I heard that years ago. Be like a surfer girl. Yeah. Just ride the just, waves. Just hand, you know, that's awesome. And it's nothing I can't handle. Exactly. You know, I just have to and be in the right frame of mind. He's going to be okay. He's He's, he's going to be more he's than okay. Be fine. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he's been on enough Zoom calls. He's like a pro now. He should honestly like build a funnel for kids oh, on how so to like cute. do Zoom. That's awesome. Between Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson. And he's he's pretty well versed in, in Zoom. 
That's great. So, yeah. Well, Allie, it's been such an oh, honor and a so privilege nice you. talking you. to you. Thank you. And thank you. I'm so excited for thank you. you. And congratulations. Thank you. On being a mom. At, that, at I think that's my yeah. biggest achievement. Yeah. You know, and I hate to sound like that, but like it, until I had a kid, I had no idea. Exactly. You know, people don't realize it. Yeah. So. You can win I'm Tony s- Awards and open the stock exchange, but you see your kid and you're like, yeah, yeah you're mine. It's you know, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. thank you to all the listeners that tuned in today. We really appreciate your support. Take care, everyone. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.